the word hyperbole in Latin from the Greek hyperbole means exaggeration or extravagance. But literally, the word means throwing beyond. Now, the Greek hyperbole is a form of hyper beyond plus bole, which is throwing, casting, the stroke of a missile, a bolt, a beam. Bole is a nominative stem of balin to throw from the pi root guele, to throw reach, which also influences words such as ballistic, ballet, metabolism, parable, and symbol. Now, the English pronunciation of hyperbole comes from the Greek pronunciation as well. The English letter eta, the Greek letter eta, I mean, does not correspond directly to any English vowels. So it's usually written as an E, which results in borrowed Greek words that diverge from the typical English pronunciation. Think of the pronunciation of a name ending like Hercules. So an exaggerated statement to throw, to cast, hyperbole. Now, Newtonian cosmology. From the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy, Newton argued that space, time, and motion were absolute. That is, that the entire universe was a single uniform inertia frame, and that time passed equally through it according to an eternally fixed, immutable, and inexorable rate without relation to anything external. Now, natural time travel in Newtonian universe is impossible. There are no attributes or topography of space and time that can be exploited for natural time travel stories. Only time travel stories that exceed the bounds of Newtonian physics are possible. And the scenarios described by some Wellsian time travel stories, like the one that Wells wrote himself, is considered unscientific time travel. Now, Wells was considered unscientific time travel. But there are some philosophers and scientists out there who objected to the notion of absolute space, time, and motion. That was Leibniz, Berkeley, and Mach. And Mach rejected Newton's implica implication that there was anything substantive about time. He even said it is utterly beyond our power to measure the changes of things by time. Okay, so we have time travel. Going back in time is fiction. It's an example of possibly hyperbole. But what if it's possible to go back in time and learn lessons from the past to enable us to live better lives in the future? Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I seek to inform with care and compassion and to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. I use history to uncover inspirational heroes from the past and music to motivate us to think and inspire us to act from the best versions of ourselves. If I could turn back time is the theme of the show today. And you know what? If I could turn back time was a song written by American singer and actress Cher for her 19th studio album, Heart of Stone. And it came out in 1989, specifically July 1st of 1989. 
And an interesting thing about the video for If I Could Turn Back Time, it took place on the battleship USS Missouri. And it shows Cher and her band performing at a concert for the ship's crew. And it was filmed on Friday night, June 30th, 1989. And the ship was stationed in Long Beach, the formal former Long Beach Naval Shipyard, Pier D. And the band plays on the deck and the ship has spotlights and strobe lights. And Cher's son, Elijah Blue Allman, at the time, shows as one of the band's guitarists. He wears a dark glasses and a Jimi Hendrix t-shirt. Now, the Department of Navy gave Cher permission for the music video shoot because they thought it would boost Navy recruitment. Well, the Navy at the time didn't have a budget for TV ads in 1989, so they thought, hey, let's put the battleship USS New Jersey in the video. But the New Jersey was out to sea when they needed to do the site survey, so he toured the sister ship, the Missouri. So the Missouri was changed, and they decided to film it on the Missouri. So what happened here? There was some controversy is that Cher's outfit for the video was a fishnet body stocking under a black one piece bathing suit that left most of her backside exposed and a tattoo of a butterfly on her left buttocks, I, I believe. And it was very controversial. And the television networks wouldn't show the video. And MTV first banned it, but they only played it after 9 p.m. Well, then they made a second version that had new scenes with less overly sexual content. Now, that outfit that she wore and the risque nature of the video were a complete shock to the Navy. They expected Cher just to wear a jumpsuit. As the, the storyboards they were shown by the producers were shown that and the sailors were in place and the band had begun to play and Cher came out in her outfit and it said the lieutenant commander at the time called and asked the director to please stop and ask her to change into a more conservative attire but she refused the director refused so the navy received a ton of criticism for allowing the video shoot and especially from a World War II veterans, many of them, who saw it as a desecration of a national historic site, that it should be treated with reverence. In fact, the USS Missouri was the site of the Empire Japan's surrender on September 2nd, 1945. It was the end of World War II, where a share video was later filmed. Now, nobody in the Navy got in trouble or disciplined for this. But they did think that the Secretary of the Navy considered firing the captain of the Missouri at the time. Kind of ironic. If I could turn back time, here's some lyrics from the song. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words that hurt you and you'd stay. If I could reach the stars, I'd give them all to you. Then you'd love me, love me like you used to do if I could turn back time. 
turning back time, the decisions that we make, the ability to look back at the past and alter an event so that it turns out favorably for us. Yes, according to Newtonian cosmology, that's not possible. We can't turn back and alter events, hyperbole, exaggerated statement, turning back time, but we can turn back time metaphorically and look into history to find examples of inspiration to help us live in the present more intentionally and more powerfully. Let's go back to 1870. And this was after the defeat of the Confederate States of America, about six years after that, the United States passed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. They granted former slaves, free individuals, the right to vote. We just had an election here in the United States this past Tuesday where over 140-some million people went out to vote of all races, genders, sexual orientation, races voted. But on March 31st, 1870, Thomas Mundy Peterson became the first African-American man to vote. And he voted in a local election in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. And at the time, they were voting on the town charter. The 15th Amendment had been ratified only on February 3rd, 1870. And then shortly after that, it got put to use. And they interviewed Peterson. And he said he was working on the day of the election and he did not think about voting. But then it came out to the stable, an individual, Mr. T.L. Kearney came out to the stable where he was working. He was working tending to horses at the time. And he was working for a man named T.L. Kearney. And Kearney came out and said, hey, why don't you go to the polls and exercise your privilege as a citizen? So he went and voted. Later on, in 1884, the citizens of Perth Amboy awarded Thomas Mundy Peterson a medallion. And the medallion had the face of Abraham Lincoln engraved on one side. And with the side opposite to the medallion, it read, presented by the citizens of Perth Amboy to Thomas Peterson, the first colored voter in the U.S. under the provisions of the 15th Amendment to vote in an election. So there we have it. But even then, there were people who did not like this at all. They didn't want to see a, a person of color voting, but he did. So today, as we exercise our vote, our rights to vote, 
we can think back to 1870, where there was a first man who was voting, something that we can take for granted today, because we have the right to vote. I can walk into a polling place, I could mail my ballot, I can get my sticker, and I can say that I voted. Turning back time, turning back time to find inspiration you see, you can find inspiration because when those amendments had to be passed, there had to be people who stood up for those who couldn't speak for themselves. So when we turn back time, we look for inspiration to help us find ways to move forward in a positive direction. And what are some ways that we can move forward? Well, let's look. Proverbs 31, verse 8 through 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. You see, going back in time, making a decision to help others can occur when you self-reflect. Introspection, self-respection, self-introspection. And introspection helps you to come up with solutions to move forward in a positive way. Here's some examples from a paper written, Positive Psychology Today, about the benefits of self-awareness that come from introspection. You have improved self-regulation. You have increased achievement in the creative realms. You have high self-esteem and pride. The children who develop the ability to self-respect and look backwards, they increase their creativity, chances of success in activities. In the workplace, higher rates of self-awareness, introspective, help people to create better relationships in the workplace, creates higher results, and goal achievement. It says in the book of Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Let's go back to the lyrics. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I take back those words that hurt you. You'd say, if I could reach the stars, I give them all to you. Then you'd love me, love me like you used to do. If I could turn back time. There's two lessons that we can look out of this. We can turn back time to reconcile, heal, like the lyrics of the song say. Are there things when we self-respect, when we self-reflect, when we are introspective, can we look to find healing? Can we look to find reconciliation? And then again, when we turn back time, can we reach for the stars? And give them to somebody who needs them. You see, hyperbole may be an exaggerated statement, but figures of speech have the ability to help us create positive, literal, connective, concrete experiences if we make the decision to do that. Some forms of hyperbole are damaging, but others, others can be very positive. So what does going back in time look like to you? Who can you help? How can you contribute to making someone healthier and better? 
This is Stephen Thompson, and thank you for being a part of my experience. I may know you or I may not, but know this. You are valuable. You are loved. You have talents, gifts, and abilities that the world needs. I don't know where you are on your journey, but find your talents, your gifts, and your abilities and use them. Go out today and put some good into the world. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you again next week. This has been the Stephen Thompson Experience.